0: The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Hey guys, it's Melaine. So excited for this next person that is going to be featured, Carrie Azuma. She is so awesome. She is someone that I really, really am so grateful that I connected with. She's such an amazing entrepreneur, coach, mama, and she really helps people that are mothers really gain a better sense of health and wellness and connection in their life. And she's going to talk about her postpartum depression and the full-blown identity crisis that she had after giving birth to her son in 2015. And it was really at that point that she dedicated her life to coaching mothers on leadership development, overcoming stress and overwhelm and really supporting them in their own self-realization and i'm so 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 excited to have her here with me and i hope that you enjoy her as much as i do here we go
1: Welcome to the podcast, Carrie. So excited to have you here and so excited to dive into this really powerful topic because I really think that it's something that there's not enough light shed upon. And I know that there's so many women out there that need to hear this message. So I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Melaine. I'm so happy to be here and and I, I think that's for the mom. I'm all about. So um, thank you for inviting me on. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited to jump in. I guess I'll just get right into it. And I know you and I were talking a little bit about you had suffered from postpartum depression and it took you a little to get back to work. Do you want to share a little bit about what that experience was and what kind of opened up for you after going through that experience? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I really love talking about this. I feel like a lot of women don't talk about it enough. And I, it's interesting cause because I did have postpartum depression and I talk about it freely. So many women that I never knew who had children that, you know, they were like, wow, that happened to me too. And I had no clue. So I feel like there's not a lot of permission to really talk about it. So yeah, I would love mm. to talk about how I came back from that. Well, first of all, I always wanted to have children. So I wasn't um, in this boat of like surprise or upset about my pregnancy. And sometimes I feel like there's a misconception that like the depression comes from not wanting to have been a mother. But I wanted to be a mother since I was like five.
0: (laughs) So Mm. I planned this
1: beautiful home birth and I had all these ideas and expectations in my head of how it was meant to go. And um, when it came to birth time, I had a really traumatic birth. I really struggled I labored and hope for 24 hours and then had to transfer to the hospital. And I just, I just did never thought that I would be the 3% that my midwives take over to the hospital, but it was, but I was, I was one of those 3%. So I didn't expect it. It was shocking as much as my obstetrician tried to have me do a vaginal birth. I ended up in C section. And that was also really traumatic for me. I think a lot of women have beautiful C section experiences and I've talked to a lot of women who You know, had a story like mine where they never had surgery. They felt like they were ripped open. They were like totally devastated and felt like a failure because they couldn't deliver the vaginal way and know the way that we're quote unquote supposed to. (laughs) So Mm. there was a lot of shame. I felt a lot of shame, a lot of disappointment, a lot of breaking expectations, a lot of failure. And that was really rough because it really colored the way that I walked into the motherhood experience. You know, I thought I was going to be holding my baby, and like everyone was going to come over, and we are all going to be in a celebratory state. It was totally the opposite for me. It was actually a complete nightmare. I, I went home from the mm. hospital, and when I was taking him, my um, son Sitka into the house, uh, we were shoot. I remember shooting this video and being like, "This is your new home, little Sitka." You know, just like wanting it to feel happy about that. But as soon as I walked back into my home, I just felt haunted. You know, by my birth mm. experience. So I feel like this is why, like, I'm moving into a lot of areas of working with women on crossing that threshold into birth because I feel like your birth experience, it doesn't really get validated, whether it's a beautiful experience or I think wouldn't really need to be seen right away in that, you know, just to be, be told like, wow, you know, you, we see what you just did because no matter what, even if it's the best birth on, on the planet, that's a lot of trauma for your body. And I feel like that. You know, when it goes even like when it goes awry and doesn't happen the way you think, um, it can be a lot more traumatic. So mm. I was just, you know, the first three months, I couldn't even leave my house. That's why when we're talking to I'm like, wow, like you're rocking it at two months. Like you're mm. podcasting. That's awesome. And like we <laughs> talked about, the experience is totally different, you know? But yeah, mine was just that I couldn't leave the house. I felt really a really vulnerable, and just tender. And I was crying every single day and people would come over and they would be so happy. And that made me feel so embarrassed and shameful inside because I wasn't happy and I was kind of devastated, even though I loved my son, of course, you know, loved, Mm. so in love with him. I just wanted to run and say, I need at least a week to heal. Can someone just take this baby? That's how I felt. So my life just turned right into survival mode for a while. And I didn't really come out of that space for about a year. And I would say that it got progressively better. I would say I had postpartum depression from birth to six months. And then that depression turned into extreme anxiety. And then that anxiety, which anxiety and depression kind of danced a little bit. You know, like the depression went all the way away. And then I would say it took about a year before I was like, okay, I can start getting back into my life. So the way that I healed from that, I actually didn't take medication. And I also want to say that medication is totally legit. I, any way that a mother needs to be okay with herself and her baby in that time of postpartum depression, like is okay. I really want moms to hear that. Whatever you have to do to heal yourself, because there's so much judgment on that as well. So I took the route of just, you know, I'd been coach already for six years. So I, I was just, I was really flailing for my tools. I was like, why are my tools working? <laughs> you know, but I, I didn't notice that in the background, they were. I, I mm-hmm. did have that in there and that did help me to have that. I was lucky in that sense because I knew that there was a possibility that I would get to the other side. It wasn't like I was blacked out of that. And so mm-hmm. I just started off by taking little steps, you know, like I t- I wrote standards around what was enough, what was enough every day. It literally was my son cries. I feed him. If he poops or pees, I change him. If he needs a cuddle, I hug him. If I need to take a bath, I take one. You know, it was just like that's how small and simple my world became, which was really mm-hmm. profound because I was like a Thai Bay leader, you know, before I had a kid and everything was done in my timing and my commitment and my leadership. And, and I taught leadership, and, you know, to executives and entrepreneurs, and so I was always used to being very. True. So it was really a blessing for me and to stop and see what life was like when I couldn't move at my pace, at my chosen pace, mm. and um, when I just had to make it really simple. And that was, you know, in retrospect, just like one of the biggest blessings of my life. So you know, any moms who are out there who have postpartum so depression right now, or are listening to this, there is a way to really ground into the beauty in the moment. You know, because you can have moments with your kids, even if you feel sad or disappointed with yourself that you can't, you know, be the perfect mom that you thought you were going to be when they came out. You know that you want to be this happy, sunshiny person. I remember just feeling really guilty about that with my son, but then we would have these moments, just like these little tiny ones, and I would say, "This is a moment that I'll remember and I'll cherish, and this can be enough right now." You know, but, so it was really a practice of letting everything be enough which like, as women, how mm. often do we get to like practice that in our lives? Yeah, this is so powerful. I mean, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably and really giving us access to what this experience is like for you really painting that picture because I think it's such an important message for the women that aren't out there struggling and perhaps looking at someone like me or some of the other people that might bounce back a little differently and saying like, oh my God, why am I not there? Why is she able to do this? Why am I not able to do this? And also, you know, side note for me, the first few weeks were really, really difficult. It was an emotional roller coaster, and I was a hot mess pretty much every single day. And using and leaning on my tools really hard. And that same thing, Carrie. I was like, why are they not working? Why are they not working? But mm-hmm. you know. Clearly they they were and even coming back, it's not the same pace and it's not the way I envisioned it to be, but it's really just getting myself permission to say, all right, you know what? This is the best I can do right now. It's like these little baby steps. And I thought I was going to come back and have these. I was like, okay, I'm going to work Tuesday, Thursday. I'm going to work all day and then the rest of the days I'll be Mm -hmm. off, but really that didn't feel good. That didn't work for me. And so instead of working a couple hours each day and then, you know, being with my son and being able to be present with him and also letting things go that just aren't a priority or not in alignment and trusting that I'm going to be okay, that I'm not doing Mm -hmm. everything that I thought I should be doing. Totally. And and that's beautiful that you're sharing that because, Right. I think there are women out there that compare themselves to each other but everyone has their experience of what has to let go of and everything is perfect medicine for exactly what you need so mm. you know I think like you know you know Alexi Panos like and she yeah. our, our friend Alexi she just had a baby and she's like you know she's like a, a power mama mogul out there doing some incredible work for the planet and you know she I, I looked at her pregnancy and her birth and her aftermath and of course she had all the things when she had a baby too. But, you know, for me on the outside, it's like, wow, she had a beautiful, evil experience. But based on what she's doing right now, because I just actually took the bridge experience, um, extreme leadership that her and Preston, her husband do, which is incredible for anyone listening. Mm. <laughs> and they, they're, what they created and what they did, and they pull from different modalities, but they really have their own way of doing it, which is really unique and special. Oh. I realized, wow, thank God that they had that situation because they really are doing some incredible work in the world. And maybe that's what they Mm -hmm. needed. Maybe they needed an easeful experience. And so it's become, it took me quite a while to be able to say those kinds of things because when people would have easeful births, I would feel like a stab in my heart, just like, oh, congratulations, you know? And it, It's still hard Mm -hmm. after like two years. Literally, my son's almost three. I'm just able now to like not take that in in the same way. There's still some moments Mm -hmm. where I hear like people have evil times, and I'm like, oh man, I judge myself a little bit, but not so much anymore because I also see the medicine that came from my experience. And you know, just to elaborate on the healing process, a couple of things I did for moms who are in this situation is I. One thing that was really powerful is no matter what, no matter what. I took 10 minutes a day where I'd ask somebody to hold or watch the baby. I mean, everyone can make 10 minutes, I think. And Mm. I went outside, put a chair in front of these beautiful trees we had in the front. And I sat there and did absolutely nothing. I didn't check my phone. I didn't write anything down. I didn't make lists. I didn't worry about my baby as much as I possibly could. I just let myself sit. And that was, it felt like two hours. It was incredible. Because when I you're in that state of overwhelm and depression that it just feels like it's overtaking you, the silence is your friend and nature too, you know, just like having those minutes, I could hear all of the thoughts that I didn't allow myself to flow through because I was basically tightening and not breathing most of the day, which is the opposite of what I coach on. (laughs) And because I was just in so much panic and survival. It was like, I couldn't override with my centering or my breathing. I couldn't do it at that time. And I had to let that be okay as well. Cause I just had to declare where I was at before I could go through. And then I, I did also sweat lodge, which I don't, you know, not everyone's uh, familiar with that, but it's an, it's, it's an indigenous tradition. In my tradition, it's Lakota, Native American and we'll go into this small Inipi, which is kind of like a round teepee. And just, I sit in the dark, I sat in the dark and listened to women sing and I sweat and this is kind of like going back into the womb. And that was really healing for me because I literally would just cry for an hour in the dark with women singing. And it was, I felt so held. No one in there was judging me. I didn't know anybody. It was like, I, and the point is, is that I really think women who are going through that need to grieve. They need a place Mm. to cry where they feel free of judgment. And sometimes that doesn't happen in your husband's arms or your mom's arms or the people you're used to crying with because you're judging yourself so much that you're afraid of even them in that moment. So I think it's very important to find a place you can grieve that's like a really safe space. And getting all that grief out, it it cured like 80% of my anxiety. Most of it was just trapped grief. So that was really Mm. powerful too. This is so powerful. And like, I even feel this sense of being able to breathe deeper myself because it gives me permission to release any remnants of judgment that I even have around my birth experience, because you're right. There's so much. And I was just talking about this with a friend of mine yesterday who is about to give birth next month. And I just called her up because intuitively I thought, you know what? I just had so much judgment around. It has to be natural and it has to happen this way and it has to be. And for me, I ended up after 18 hours of labor, I ended up opting for an epidural, which was not part of my birth plan. And my birth plan was to mm-hmm. birth in a um, birthing center. And I ended up in the hospital and it was just, it was a different experience. It was great, you know, and there was also, mm-hmm. you know, my, my son's heart rate went up. I broke a fever. There were other components and he had to come out faster and there was, you know, The chance of having an emergency cesarean section he ended up coming out of you know the vagina but that was a possibility so there was some trauma and Mm -hmm. there was a lot of judgment and guilt and shame that i had around it after because it was like oh that wasn't what i wanted that wasn't what i wanted to experience but i believe that everything's perfect in god's world so uh, apparently, that is the experience that I needed, and it, it's funny, Terry, because since his birth, I have had these revelations where I realized the judgment that I was holding on certain aspects of life that I've now been confronted with to let go of that judgment because I I like have no option but to. And so I called my therapist and I said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I know you're going to the birthday center, and I know you want to have it this certain way. And I just want to give you permission in this moment to know that if you decide to go any other route, because that's what you decide, know that there's no judgment and that everything is perfect. And it's your decision in every moment. And I just kind of I shared my really, learning experience with her. And she was like, thank you, because, you know, and, and then I'll stop talking and let you talk. One of my friends, one of my friends during my labor process, I was at home the whole time and one of my friends had messaged me and she said, Hey, goddess, I just wanted to let you know, I shared my birth experience with you, but if I didn't get an epidural, I wouldn't have made it through. And I just wanted to give you permission that if that's the route you end up taking, you don't have judgment on yourself. And that text came, I'm getting chills like as I, it came at like, the most divine time and hour because I was dating it and I had so much judgment. I'm like, no, 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 no. So, and that, honestly, yeah. I really believe that that saved me making that decision. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You're touching on something that's really important to me, actually, which is like women really coming out of judgment of each other because they're hiding their own secret. You know, when people, are, I find when women are really hiding their shame and not being able to voice that or allow for another woman to hear like, hey, this was a story and it will be okay if it's yours. That for me is like collaborative crossing uh, into that right Mm -hmm. of passage to just allow for other women to just come out and say like, this was hard. I mean, I have a a group called Conscious Mothers Co-op on Facebook and I I posted once and said, I was completely traumatized by my C-section. Anyone else? That post, was the most engaged post I've ever had in that group because women mm. were like, "Oh my god, me too! Oh my god, me too! Oh my," like so many women needed to get out, and there was no space mm. for it. And so this is like part of why I love working with moms because even my program, Empowered Mothers Alliance, which is like a six month leadership program, I only allow moms in there. And sad women ask me like, "Can we do it over non-moms?" Because <laughs> Um, you know, like I I coach with Preston Smiles and his group Stretch Twenty Two and some of the the people in there were like, Oh, we'd love to do something with you too. But I was like, No, I, I have to have it just be mom because I need them to have a judgment free zone where women can relate and they can really open up about anything that they're feeling shame around mm-hmm. while they're building their life and designing it. That that has to be a part of it. So it's really a beautiful gift you gave to gain your friends. I, I think it's hard, right? With pregnant friends, because we all remember being pregnant with so like rose colored glasses. We don't think everything's going to be perfectly the plan and all, you know, we have all these beautiful, and that's the beautiful thing about pregnancy is that, you know, you're in that beautiful mm. feminine dream space. And you know, I don't ever want to like, you know, squash that for women either, but I do feel yeah. like it, it would be valuable for women to have a space where they're consciously walking in and just saying like, how can we make this a judgment-free space? Because just like I mentioned, Alexi had a beautiful birth. Her attitude was so different than mine before I had my labor, which was, I'm not a test. If I have to go to the hospital, I will, whatever shows up, I'm open to. She was so open to her experience, no matter how it looked. And I was not. So I feel like once I started feeling pain and panic, I started controlling it. Because I'm mm-hmm. so surprised by it because everything I learned about natural birth was like, oh, orgasmic birth and we can do it and it's just a lot of pressure and you will feel pain but you can just breathe through it. No one fucking told me no, that shit hurts. <laughs> like, oh my god, why yeah. did anybody tell me that this hurts? Mm-hmm. And I see for everything. I was only doing that. And so it's beautiful to gift women in your lives, if moms are listening. With your birth story. It's a beautiful mm. thing. And you can ask permission, you know, and you can say, well, it's scare me. It'll well, scare you if I tell you everything. Because I, I loved my birth experience and it wasn't everything I thought it was going to be, but it was still so beautiful. And I would love to share the good and the bad. I just, these are open. Mm. It's a beautiful gift. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's so powerful because I myself went into my birth experience very, With a very limited view, this is how it has to happen. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get through it with ease, which is like awesome, but I wasn't open to other ways of it looking. And so, yeah, to be honest, I was vastly surprised at the level of pain that was taking over my body. And I had, and really had I been, I think, more open. It could have been a different experience. Now it's all divine. Like it happened for a reason. So I'm not like having that anger or resentment towards it. But in reflection, it's like, Oh wow. Like I get it. If I had really released some judgment around what I thought was good and bad, because I really saw how heavily I was judging the experience, it could have, it could have gone a little differently. So I wish, you know, and that's why I really got inspired to have these conversations with people like you because as a pregnant woman, I really wish people were more honest with me. I wish people were more transparent. I wish women mm-hmm. shared their authentic experience of telling me that it's going to be sunshine and rainbows and everything will be great and you'll, you'll do wonderful, which is awesome as well. But if I had heard yeah. that other like, listen, prepare for the pain or prepare for, you know, it looking different. It just kinda mm-hmm. helps me I think a little bit more. Yeah, and I that's totally true. And I, I really want to say also women that it doesn't matter if your birth happened 25 years ago or it happened last mm-hmm. week or a few months ago. There, sometimes you know that's a somatic experience, the body experience, embodied experience of like it's not because our brain doesn't just store those memories. In fact, our brain forgets, right? But our body will remember. Yeah the emotions, the trauma, that whatever it is. So I, you know, I, I've worked with clients who had kids, like, you know, the teenagers, but they still have this anxiety and this lack of possibility in their life because they're so tightened up from having to survive with kids in a certain way. So mm-hmm. I always want to give permission to moms, even to say now, even if your birth was whatever, to say, you oh, know what, I'm not over that. That actually that was a little bit hard and I never faced that or even if I remember when people would come home and um look you know meet my baby and say well at least you have a healthy baby. you know all that matters and when people would say that to me I literally wanted like like I almost wanted to turn it to a looks like green just big and I don't remember his name <laughs> Like the Incredible Hulk, or the yeah the uh, Incredible Hulk. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's wandering in the Hulk and be like, ah, and just be like, that's not true, because it wasn't all that mattered. Like, of course, mm. I was happy that I had a healthy baby. You know, of course, but that wasn't, but that wasn't all that mattered. I was also there,
0: and I needed yeah. to
1: process that, and I needed to be heard. So when people cut off my experience and said that, it there was nothing more infuriating to me. Than that, And I finally started saying, actually, no, that's not, it's not true. It's, there is more that matters for me in this experience. And it kind of took people mm-hmm. off guard, but it, then they would actually start listening. I think it's actually important to declare that for yourself too, if that's what you're going through and to not let people mask that. And for you uh, as a mother to feel so much guilt and shame that you have to step and say, oh yeah, I should be with what they say. No, you can be in your truth and say, make a stand for your healing. Because that's why I feel like women don't heal very quickly from postpartum because that guilt and shame trap that secret as a secret. And, the, and having to keep it down and hiding is actually what makes it worse. Mm. So it's really important for, for women to be able to declare that that healing to themselves just by right. expressing their truth and asking for help to have places that they can, you know, safe spaces where they can express that truth. Oh, Carrie, I'm like so in love with you and
0: so grateful
1: (laughs) that there's someone like you out there, like creating this space for women. And so if the women really are resonating, that are listening in, where can they find you? Where can the mothers go to work with you to find what you're creating and up to? I know you have a lot of different offerings and spaces that you're collaborating with mothers right now. Yeah, you know, it's... Offer. so it's like oh dang it That's fun. I'm creating a lot right now and the program I have is right so I will tell you what in the meantime what's here and then what women can keep an eye out for because I have some really cool things coming up I do have my Facebook group Conscious Mothers Co-op which is a beautiful space because the rule in that group is we're not allowed to talk about our babies in the sense like you know, what What diapers should I buy? How do we parent our kids? Like, we're not really allowed to talk about how we are with our kids. We only get to talk about who we are, how we're doing, and how our transformation is progressing as mothers. And I really like to hold that line. And some women, I think it's triggered even, you know, because some women have asked about breastfeeding and I, was, I felt so bad about it. And I was like, well, I, I love that you're asking this question and I'm happy to, you know, private message you to support you. But there's a lot of breastfeeding groups. This is about what you're going through with breastfeeding. If you want to talk about that, you know, like how it makes you feel that you can't breastfeed a child right now, then this is your home, you know, and we'll hold that for you. And I -hmm. I I really hold that because I feel like if I don't, then women will just defer to what's easy. So it's a beautiful space and and I really love it because it's the space I wanted when I had a baby. So I welcome anyone to join. Um, you didn't have to be a mother, whether that's a stepmother, a same-sex parent, a uh, mother to be, or, you know, just a, a new mom. That's all welcome. I also have on my website a free 7-day video series that's about getting out of perfectionism and just mastering your version of things, which is really about creating your own design and your own rules for how you want to hold your role as a mom. And I love this video series. I just wish like. Everyone would just take it, just take it because it's so helpful. It was so helpful for me to practice these principles when I first had a baby. So if you want to, I can send you that to put in the the link to the podcast. Perfect. And also, I think, yeah, all this you guys yeah. will be in the show notes. Like as Carrie's talking, the link to her website as well as to her Facebook group. I'll make sure that's all in the show notes for you guys. Beautiful. And coming up um. I just did some really powerful work, uh, so a lot of stuff coming through right now on myself. So there's some really human stuff coming through, and I will be designing a retreat that's actually going to dive into a lot of what I just talked about about crossing that threshold into motherhood, and I'm going to be exploring motherhood as a rite of passage in a four-day retreat setting, where it's really about like who did you become as a woman from that point on, and how do you want to reclaim mm. your power in that. Because so many women just jump to the motherhood and say, okay, I'm here. And then they don't realize it, but they're kind of coasting on the survival of that that experience. Whether it's good or bad, you know, even if you've mm. had a pretty good experience, it's, it's still amazing to go back and say, did I choose it? You know, did I choose that powerfully? Did I grieve who I was? And did I declare who I wanted to be going forward And I want to to activate the power of mothers in a really big way. I would love to do this work all over the world so that mothers can really step into their power more and more and more to nurture this planet. Because I really feel like mothers are a key that have been missing and we've been so disempowered in the workplace and the way we have to work. And I want to change all of that up with how we pace ourselves, how we declare who we need to be and how we need to work and who we want to be as women going forward. So that is my baby. I will totally keep you guys posted. If you get the video series, you'll be on my mailing list and I'll let everyone know when that's coming out. And I'm really excited about that work. And then Empowered Mothers Alliance is my six month leadership program online. I have excited if I'm actually doing another one right after this one because I'm working on getting pregnant with my second baby now. So, okay, if I, get pregnant, I, might, I know. I'm so excited about this. It took, me, it took me a long time to get here, but now I'm like so ready. I want a baby so bad again. So, that's a great feeling. Um so yeah, we'll see I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm potentially gonna have that again in the fall, but I'm just waiting to kind of see how I feel if I'm I might just be taking more on one client and opening up more spots up there. But if you guys can all follow me on Facebook or Instagram under Carrie Azuma and I post things just to nurture your mom spirit all day long. So please join. Say hi to me, message me. If you heard me on this podcast, please just write me if, you, if there's anything that touched you. I love hearing from people. Connection is my number one value. So I would love to just connect and, you know, be here for the mamas. Awesome. You ladies, everything that Terry was just mentioning will be back in the show notes. So if you weren't able to write anything down, just go back there. And Terry, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your love, your insight, your wisdom. So, Mm -hmm. so appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me the space to do so. I'm always so grateful for that. Mm, Me too. Me too. (laughs) Uh, Ladies Mm that are listening, and thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, have an amazing day.
0: Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And until next time, wishing you a really epic day. But remember... If this is something that really resonates with you, if this is something that you would think resonates with someone else, share this episode. Let us know. Leave a message. Contact me. You can reach out to me, malaine at malainelea.com. You can rate us on iTunes. The more we can get this message out there, I believe the more we can help so many other women not feel shameful about their own experiences, not have judgment about their own experiences. So share. Let us know that you're liking this. Let us know it's resonating and sending you such a big virtual hug. Bye for now.